Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another hopefully interesting uh, Minecraft episode. Uh, my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm here to help you become the boss of your brain. That is what Minecraft is all about, because thoughts come first, followed by feelings and actions or behavior first. So literally, our thoughts dictate how we live, what we allow in our thinking, okay, well, we, the thoughts we allow in dictate how we feel and therefore dictate our lives. That's just it, plain and simple. And so today, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, within the Minecraft YouTube about being in our frame. And that also, uh, I'm going to do another one soon on the non-judgment that's involved with that. And this is it's, uh, similar but different because I want to talk about sort of acknowledging or residing in the totality of who you are, all things considered, imperfections, things you like about yourself, the whole thing, because there's something called toxic positivity, which I'm sure many of you have heard of, and that's sort of ignoring the negative feelings and just focusing on the positive. Now, obviously, I'm all about focusing on the positive, though it doesn't mean, you know, ignoring, you know, when you've been hurt, you know, legitimately hurt or you've hurt somebody else and that hurts you because you, you wish you didn't do it and you feel night feel guilty and maybe ashamed and terrible so all those things are negative emotions the guilt the shame you know the feeling uh sad or depressed or whatever and so if we did like we talked about the catch and release thing like with anger right so it's it's very important to acknowledge all parts of us as being part of us and i also have to do a shout out to richard carlson because he has he has inspired me um, today to have this have this talk. I want to feel strongly about because obviously we've been talking a lot about self value and and along with self value comes self acceptance because you can't really value yourself if you don't accept yourself exactly as you are. Your spirit is perfect. Remember we are we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so um, you know Richard Carlson writes these Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books. They're a series, and I own, I think, three of them. I, I believe there are more, but they're these short little books that have these daily, it's not a daily meditation or anything, but there's these page and a half little chapters, and wow, especially with the current, you know, bandwidth that people have, I find them, you know, just enormously satisfying, because you can get just a little snippet of something in it, and it seems when I read them, it's it's just what I what I need to hear kind of thing. It's sort of strange how the universe works that way. So Richard starts out by saying, Zorba the Greek was said to have described himself as, quote, the whole catastrophe, end quote. The truth is, we're all the whole catastrophe, only we wish that we weren't. That is the key. We wish we weren't when we mess up and we say something and then we wish, oh, well, how, did, how did I do that? That's all the ego talking. That's The ego is saying, well, you have to be perfect. No, you don't because you aren't. And then he says, we deny the parts of ourselves that we deem unacceptable rather than accepting the fact that we are all less than perfect. You know, you, we hear, you know, self-acceptance, a lot, at least I do in the biz, right? And people don't don't always take it you know, it, it, like to heart, like to, to get on it with that, because the self-acceptance thing means wrapping around yourself like a burrito of compassion. You know, when you mess up, it doesn't even have to be big mess ups. It can be big mess ups. But it can be small mess ups. And I was just having a chat with a colleague uh, last week and something that that happened with with him and that he was having all kinds of emotion about. And 
I said to him, I said, you know, how would you, because he was being so hard on himself, you're not giving himself a lot of slack. I said, how, how would you, what would you say to a, your best friend or partner? Would you say, you know, suck it up, buttercup? And he right away said, no, no, of course not. No. I said, well, okay. So why, why aren't you saying this to yourself that, you know, it's okay. You know, that, that this, whatever it is, is too much right now. And that is okay. That's all right. And we have such a difficult time allowing ourselves, you know, to have, to have these little, you know, spots, you know, on us, in us, within us, whatever, that just aren't perfect. And that is way okay. And Richard continues, he says, one of the reasons it's important to accept all aspects of of yourself is that it allows you to be easier on yourself and more compassionate. Kind of like what I was just saying with um, my colleague who was going through this, this sort of rough situation um, that happened to him just a couple weeks ago. You know, and he was just so, you know, I should have, could have, I feel guilty. No, you don't need to because you didn't even, what happened wasn't even his fault. It was just um, something that was just really bothering him. And so uh, when you act or feel insecure, rather than pretending to be together, you can open to the truth and say to yourself, I'm feeling frightened and that's okay. If you're feeling a little jealous, greedy, or angry, rather than deny or bury your feelings, you can open up to them which helps you move through them quickly and grow beyond them. Spot on, Richard Carlson. <clears throat> but this is where the mindfulness piece comes in, where you know, we can't, we don't have control over what feelings just whish over us as far as like in that second, right? Controlling our thoughts, yes. And sometimes they just whip across. We see something, we're in a hard place. Somebody appears to have it easier. <clears throat> so there goes an envy thought. So what we want to do is not reside there. That's for sure. But we can acknowledge okay, it seems that I'm, you know, maybe I'm coming from a place of feeling insecure today. And that's, you know, and that's something that I can work on, have a conversation with myself, you know, and uh, it seems I'm feeling a little jealous today. It feels, it seems that I'm feeling a little underneath today. Okay. Welcome to the human race. So what, and who cares? That's kind of what we're talking about. And then he says, when you no longer think of your negative feelings as a big deal or something to fear, you will no longer be as frightened of them. That is so, so, so true. So we're talking about the catch and release thing again. We notice a negative thought, which is going to lead to a negative feeling, okay? So again, the feelings are big indicators of what's going on in your head. So if you're walking around feeling angry, you have been thinking angry thoughts, like we know that for sure. And then again, we, we want to validate, wrap around it. Why am I feeling angry? Kind of, you know, reflect on that. Then, like catch and release fishing, let it, you know, let it go on its way because we want to acknowledge and validate, yet we don't want to reside there. So the toxic positivity, we just ignore it entirely. Healthy, good, genuine, authentic positivity acknowledges, wraps around, reflects, validates, right? And then chooses to consciously get out of that place because if we are on autopilot, the brain loves patterns and loves to find what it's looking for. So if we don't make a conscious choice to slide out of that into a more positive place, there's a good chance you're going to, the anger or jealousy or greed or guilt or whatever it is, just going to stir up more anger, jealousy, and greed if you don't make a conscious choice to shift out of it. So that's where being on the mind track, Minecraft track comes into play is the shifting out of it part. Because the brain, when it's you know is lazy and when it's on autopilot, it's just going to keep looking for more to keep digging the ditch you know, keep digging the ditch. So that's 
that's the part we want to focus on is validate then shift out of it. You know, and then Richard makes another good point. He says, when you open to the totality of your being, you no longer have to be pretend, have to pretend that your life is perfect or even hope that it will be. Oh my God, let go of that crap. It's so true. Instead, you can accept yourself as you are right now. Amen, brother. You can, instead, you can accept yourself as you are right now. You know, again, think about it. If it's your best friend or partner, or maybe, you know, that's, that's an overlap and that's the same person. Think about how you would treat them because, because whatever crazy reason, we find it so much easier to extend genuine compassion and acceptance to our, the people closest to us going through difficult times. We often can extend more compassion to a stranger than we would to ourselves. Think about that for a second. Yay that we're extending compassion to these people, but think about it. We, it, when we ex- love and accept ourselves, the world is our, the universe is our oyster because then we can, then we uh, we know no bounds. So then Richard continues. He said, "When you acknowledge the less than perfect parts of yourself, something magical begins to happen. Along with the negative, you also begin to notice the positive, the wonderful aspects of yourself that may that you may not have given yourself credit for, or perhaps even been aware of." I love that. Because the more mindful uh, we, the more we practice mindfulness, and I'm not talking about being a Zen monk in a cave, you know, Tibetan cave eating yogurt. We've talked a lot about mindfulness. It means to just be. If you're gardening, if you're in the shower, if you're eating, if you're doing the dishes, whatever, to just be. And the more time we spend in the present, the more accepting of ourselves we become naturally. When we are in the present moment, we, we learn to not judge and these feelings and these, these thoughts first and feelings come flying across and we learn to just, to just kind of take life as it comes for lack of a better way to say it. We don't just don't judge ourselves. We can just sit with ourselves and our imperfections and be okay. And then Richard says, you'll notice that while you may at times act with self-interest in mind, at other times you're incredibly selfless. Sometimes you may act insecure or frightened, but most often you are courageous. This is so important to remember. I'm thinking of Donald Winnicott's good enough parent. It's actually good enough mother, but 2022 version, good enough parent from the 50s. If we just slide that parent role out of there, okay, just being a good enough person, because he he demonstrated with his research that kids were okay if they had mom and dad or mom and mom or whomever, um, taking care of them, the major, you know, the high majority of the time, and they were hungry, angry, sick, or tired, and picked them up and held them most of the time. It means that mom and dad, or dad and dad, or whomever, are allowed to to have a tired moment, to have a cranky moment, to have it take a few minutes longer because they fell as- fell asleep in the chair after being exhausted from two jobs, moment, whatever. The kids grew up happy and successful, and success defined in a gazillion different ways, just well adjusted you know, um, happy adults. So if we slid that parent part out of there, the role, the good enough, and we just gave ourselves, you know, the role of good enough person, good enough person. Okay. So maybe I was jealous. You had a jealous moment yesterday. Maybe, um, I had an annoyed moment, you know, whatever. Maybe I had a, you know, whatever, angry moment, most of the time, or an insecure moment, most of the time, like he says, most of the time I'm courageous. Most of the time I feel secure. Most of the time I'm not jealous. Most of the time I'm not greedy. And you know what? I've had a lot of really good selfless moments 
when I freely gave of my time and stopped what I was doing to listen to someone. Maybe I did something for somebody overtly, you know, um, help somebody in a very compromised position. Maybe I just it was extending kind thoughts to someone from my living room couch because I remember it came into my head what a hard time they're having. So I sat there and just sent them the good vibes. All of this matters. We are good, courageous, you know, secure, selfless, loving, kind, compassionate, whatever, most of the time, or even more often than we're not, even if it's 51% versus 49, that pushes it over to more of the time, right? It's so important for us to think of this when we're having a not our best self moment. Okay, so here's the thing, you know, Richard and I are in agreement on this, that opening up to the totality of your being, the, you know, the whole and complete person you are, including the imperfections, he said is like saying to yourself, I may not be perfect, but I'm okay just the way I am. I may not be perfect, but I'm okay just the way I am. When negative characteristics arise, you can begin to recognize them as part of the bigger picture. Rather than judging and evaluating yourself simply because you're human, see if you can treat yourself with loving kindness and great acceptance. Remember that best friend partner thing. Think about when you're being hard on yourself. Would you say suck it up buttercup? You know, when when a friend's going through a hard time? Probably not. So try to wrap around yourself with that same empathy. And then he says, you may indeed be the whole catastrophe, in quotes, but you can relax about it. So are the rest of us. I love that. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day. Thank you.